0: Cheese in the house, and as promised, uh, we bring you Ray Rock, uh, producer for many uh, hip hop artists out there, mainly um, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. I know yeah. of um, Misfits, Andy Mineo. Drop your resume. Uh, the canon,
1: uh, and, uh, the ambassador, pretty much anybody that
0: has been out in the Christian hip hop game in the last 10 years. And anybody who listens to the show knows I've been a big champion of people listening to Christian hip-hop, what I call urban gospel, get out there and support it. And you already know from episode 9 and 9.5, show Brock is my album of the year. Did you have a chance to listen to that album, The Narrative?
1: You know what? I didn't get a chance to listen to it the way I wanted to. Like, I I really, I rushed it. But from what I heard, it was very, very, very thought-provoking. I thought it was well produced and um i'm actually in the on my way today to listen to the music sometimes when you when you're working on music you try not to uh listen to anything that was out so now during the holidays this is where i catch up to everybody else and listen that's to the funny music. that you
0: say that now that we, i do the show the podcast i don't listen to none of the podcasts i used to listen to because i get like either brings me up or brings me down i'm like i'm doing this wrong no one's listening and i let this is so great and i'm like oh no so there's like i can't listen to other people's stuff uh you have a little bit of that
1: yeah no i have that all the time like sometimes like i just naturally just love certain sounds and certain vibes and what happens is like songs are made to you know to get into your soul into your psyche and so if you're not careful, you know, you'll bring that vibe into something that you have to do originally, you know yeah. what I mean? And um I mean it's 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 okay to um obviously I'm not going to produce something that is so left that is unfamiliar. Yeah. You know, but I try not to listen to stuff that just came out while I'm working on a big project.
0: Yeah, that influence either subtly or not aware are mm-hmm. there and i and i and that's gonna... more out of respect to my clients you know what yeah. i'm saying so so where did this whole idea of you producing where did your love of hip hop and creating um where did that stem from where did it come from how did your journey begin honestly i think um like a lot of us uh i mine
1: came from daddy issues <laughs> yeah i have those so, so um my uh my father was a like I need what? a
0: hug right now
1: <laughs> yeah for real uh so my father was a disc jockey and um and so like um even though you know he lived you know a life that uh you know spiraled into drugs and stuff like that i felt like music was kind of my way that i could connect with him in a weird way and um so i you know when somebody leaves your house for some reason certain things stay and for me there were records that stood you know and so for me it was just like um looking through a little crate of records kind of i was trying to decipher you know um the uh the psychology of like, why would he pick these songs? You know, were these songs given to him? Did he even like these songs? You know what I mean? Is there any common thread through these songs? And then, um, so that's what got me into like collecting music as a as a record collector, and um, and also out of necessity. You know, um, growing up in New York City. You know, um, you know, and also coming from a single parent home in the beginning. Um, you know, you can't just, like, say, hey, mom, you know, I, I want piano lessons, and, you know, she's going to, like, set you up to meet, you know, some Jewish guy in Manhattan who's been playing since he's been three, you know? Always Jewish. You know, always Jewish. Always, always Jewish. Jewish. Even even the best uh, piano players uh, of even salsa is Jewish, by a guy named Larry mm-hmm. Hollow, just Little <laughs> Harlow. So if you see a, a Spanish uh, record laying around and you see the word Harlow, he is not Puerto Rican or Dominican. He is Jewish. <laughs> uh, even they knew that the Jewish guys, you know, were crushing the keys. Um, so anyway, long story short, you know, um, my way of of educating myself in music uh, was to collect as many songs many records as i could so like you know um if i was at your house and you were related to me you know i either stole you know 12 inch records from you 45s or i asked you over and over again until you gave me at least a couple you know and um and then you know little known to myself right i i started realizing that a lot of songs had Uh, relationships to one another yeah and so um this is where like the idea of djing came into my mind it's like man like you know you when i see these guys dj you know and i see these like the guys that i grew up with were like the dj red alert funk master flex uh capri and stuff like that and so when i saw them djing records i saw how like they were putting together records that were familiar to one another You know, and I didn't know the musical terminology. Like, I didn't know, like, the idea that these songs are in the same key or they're on they're or they're very close in rhythm. And so that's where my education in music came was just, you know, putting, you know, just cataloging records into a file, you know, in a crate and
0: saying that these six records play really well back Back to back. back, you know. What I would say for me, like the way I see it and the way I get a lot of my friends is like, Daniel, cheese, uh, um, yo, send me a playlist because you always make the good playlist. And in my head, I'm always like analyzing, well, this one should go here and this one should go there in this order because this sounds better. But then I want to take them on an emotional journey. So I want to open up with a fast song mm-hmm. and get them loose and then bring down to a medium and then a slow one out of nowhere. And, and so it's for me, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's funny and for full disclosure for the listener out there, um, me and Ray know each other for many years mm-hmm. and we are family.
1: Yeah, we we are related. We are
0: brother in laws. We're brother in laws. Someone who I considered uh, another another brother. I have all brothers. Um, so my story and how I got into hip hop and why I love hip hop so much was through my older brother, and I don't think he knows this. Ah, I, I love acts, hearing this. Love, these types t- t- yeah, of stories. I, anytime we could jab at him, I, I do, and I will. Um, so <laughs> I remember just being young, you know, father not being there, so my older brother was always that person father to look up to, but he yeah. was significantly older than me, so like if I was in school, he was in high school, you know, he's too cool to be hanging out with the little <laughs> the brother, you know. Kids. He was in college and stuff like that. You know, and I wasn't the easiest person to be around with. I was the more difficult out of the four. But I just remember coming home and he was playing, uh, I will never forget the intro, the the introductory to hip-hop was um, Third Bass. Oof. Gas uh, Mask. No, oh, man, I hope Gas I, I, I might lose. No, no, no. I might. is pop. Who did Pop the Weasel? Wasn't yeah, that Third bass? bass? Okay, I got it right. I was about to lose my cred there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just remember him playing that. And I'm like, what is this? And all I know that he was jive to it, so I'm like, well, if it was cool for him. It was cool for me. <laughs> um, so that's how I got into it, uh, into hip hop. And then obviously I went to start. Once I started working, now if you're in, if you're in Sunset Brooklyn, if you grew up in Sunset Brooklyn, uh-huh. then you know the place. The only place to get music. Was the Music Center over at Forty Seventh Street and Fifth Avenue? It closed down many, many years ago. But I would go there with all my SYP checks and spend my entire check <laughs> on CDs. And the way I did it, no lie, was I just started with A. They had it all uh, ABC order, and I just went to A and bought every single one. Then I went to B's, and, went, and I just bought. I didn't know what it was. I just bought them, and I had <laughs> collections of music, all types of music. Well, and, what do you remember? Was the first uh, record you bought? Yes. Uh my first record was uh ODB. Oof. Um Return to the Thirty Sixth Chamber. Um I bought the tape. Um and I always people always gave me their tapes, you know, we trade and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. We we'll make mixtapes and yeah, yeah. and so that's how I got into it and I always grab it. Everybody who knows, sorry, my love for Wu Tang is on every, every episode. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> my, you guys know that. So that's my like intro to hip hop. And I've been in and out of love of hip hop ever since, but in my yeah. rebellious youth, up to about, I would say, twenties, twenty one, I was just hip hop out, and, hip-hop my, and my mom would not have it, so it was always like underneath. It was a secret. It was a secret thing. Sorry, mom. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> mom. Keep praying for me. I'll get there. Um, and that was always my biggest. Interest music-wise, though yeah. I have a big ear for everything else now. Back then, it was almost solely just it was hip hop. Yeah, perfect. yeah, I
1: I remember listening to music on the low without my mom. You know, it was it was uh it was tough. You know, it was tough to to you know I would um it was tough on the pockets because I had a paper yeah. route when I was a kid, and I would use the money that I would make uh I, I, you know in the paper route. To buy CDs, so I would have to like buy like, like uh, like uh, I would buy a hip hop CD, but then I would also buy like an and B CD, and then I was I'm shy. I, I would I would sneak I would swap them out. Ah, I did never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I would swap them out, but it, it got expensive, man. It got you expensive. Know? It got yeah. expensive, and um, um, matter of fact, um, one of the first records I bought. Um, I told my mom that you know I just bought it for the instrumental, you know, and yeah. it was it was uh and it was the only record I could afford when, at that age too. I think I was like maybe eight years old. And it was like a a, a Beanie Man. Uh a, uh, a little single <laughs> out, of all things. out of all things, you know. But it was the only thing I could afford, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I, and to this day, you know, I can't front, I love, I love it's a special
0: some, place in your life.
1: I love me some, you know, Sim Simmer, you know. And um, <laughs> and so, like, I don't know if you know this, but like back then, when you used to buy an instrumental. It it wasn't always called an instrumental. It was called the do it yourself version.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a when you bought the record, the actual record. Yeah, come like with a vocal, yeah. vocal acapella version. Yeah, the radio edit, the, the clean, the, 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 the dirty, the,
1: the dirty, and the do it yourself. The do version. it yourself version. It wasn't even
0: an instrumental version yet. Man, I did. I tried one summer. at dj I was horrible. Because <laughs> I would take I would take the instrumental and take someone else's vocals try and, to, and and, try and just. To, yeah. Trying to come up with different uh, remixes, and then I broke That's my so... rubber band somehow. I, I didn't understand what I did to the record plate to break <laughs> it, uh, but uh, I, the rubber bands broke, and I didn't understand. I just, oh, I was just man. like, oh man, I just bought these things for nothing. Speaking
1: of rubber bands, um, I've broken many rubber bands, uh, and I've I've burnt out many motors on yeah, on turntables. I did that too. Because, you know, I didn't, at the beginning, I didn't know that there was a difference between a belt drive and direct drive. Me either. And so what I would do is I would go to the plumber store, the hardware store, and I would get a plumber's rubber band. Like a plumber's, <laughs> uh, little, little thick blue rubber band for, for all, you, all you guys out there trying to DJ, you know, and, and you want the...
0: Old school turntables, you want not a, the new school. You,
1: you want something to last you a little bit. So, um... Uh, I used to use a plumbers rubber band and then um I used to cut out um uh felt like my own felt to uh, to make the record slide a little quicker man th- those life those, hacks those were like life
0: hacks and um, did you put a penny at the top of your head
1: uh sometimes i would uh I would glue uh crazy glue a dime. You know, and uh, my mom was pissed because you know you just don't waste money in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dame la peseta, niño. Yeah, I used to put a, I used to crazy glue a dime on uh, onto the head, and then like I realized that what there was, you know, there were certain levels of quality of needles that were made for us for that yeah. to made to take the 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 brunt force of scratching. I realized that the turntables—they were made. There are certain turntables made to, for that, for that. I think that was a
0: mistake I made. Yeah. Can let's fast forward a little bit, because what you're doing right now is you're making tracks for artists. So where did this idea go from collecting to creating? Right. So like, um, I was
1: so I was DJing uh, a little bit, you know, with my. Uh, you know, my two belt drive turntables and a karaoke machine. And, um, and that's how I would record my little blends and stuff like that. And, uh, I started going to this church in Queens called Christ Tabernacle. And, um, while I was going to the church, like, you know, I had a definitive moment where I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta give this Jesus guy a chance it sucks cuz like i know like i'm going to be a total herb after this <laughs> you know like, you know so um so that's what i did you know i gave jesus a chance and i and i felt like um you know every christian in the beginning of their walk they go through like a purging season so like um not necessarily meaning that all music is bad but you know what your what my heart was associating with those songs with at the time was bad. So I had to purge a lot. So, you know, I ended up, you know, throwing away all my, like, all my, like, uh, I didn't throw away my whole record collection. I just threw away a lot of songs, uh, a lot of records that, you know, um, just brought me to a dark place. No Two Life Crew. Uh, Yeah, the Two Life Crew, (laughs) the DMX records, you know, um, you know, um, you know, all the uh, three six mafia stuff. Akineli uh, was definitely. Akineli was definitely. So, too short was definitely out. Okay, got it. You know, um, sorry, mom. Both
0: for the cover of the record and the 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 words. That's interesting because that's one of the things when I've been always wanted to ask you for the show. Like there is this this fight, uh. um, with. Christian people at least I, and I talk for me I mm. always introduce myself as a struggling Christian. <laughs> I'm yeah. struggling to get there is so difficult. That yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that saved yet. Like yeah, exactly. And when it comes to music it gets even more unclear. Yeah. Um and especially when we're talking about hip hop music and hip hop culture and where that stemmed from and where it is now versus where the Christian faith is, and where that's going, mm-hmm. and, and and if those two things mix, same thing. You can say the same argument for rock and roll. Yeah, you can say the same thing for any type of, of worldly music that is introduced into uh, the Christian um, faith. There's always this like battle and old school, new school, but it introduces mm-hmm. people like that. That conversation is constant. Even now, it's constant.
1: Yeah, it's constant. A lot of it. See a lot of the conversation has to do with like so um there's like what we read in the Bible and then there's a time and a place there's where we are to where we are today and the best way that I can describe it is when I was growing up the people who were, te- who were teaching me the Bible were people who came from an era called the holiness movement which was which was a great movement by the way um uh, but with every movement you know what i mean the, the pendulum swings to that 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 dope thing you know what i'm saying and sometimes it swings a little too hard to the right or too hard to the left so um where it swaying really hard was um it became that um uh our the our level of christianity was um was based upon on the things that we don't do. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like you're a real Christian if you don't listen to Christian, uh, if you only listen to Christian music. You know, the holiness movement was like, you know, it's a very separatist movement. Like we're separate from the world. We're, we're you know, um, they would take versions of uh, scriptures, uh, not out of context, but they would just highlight them so much that... Um, like, a, you know, you know, we want to be, we're not of this world. You know what I mean? We're, we're born into this world, but we're not of it, you know? And so what we would do is we, we become so such separatists that um our Christianity was uh, just built around the things that we don't do versus what Jesus did, you know? Yeah. And um, how God created the world. So, for example, um, God didn't create the world to be uh, m- like men to be evil, he created us good. And that's why when we went bad, he was able to redeem us, you know? So, so from, from our origin, right? Um, uh, one person would say, one side of the coin would say, yo, you're born into sin, right? Which is true. But the other side of the coin is that God created you good. And this is why, even though you are born into sin, people who don't know God can do good things, you know? And so um, now, what happened? What happened is when we were in the separatist time, what we did was we threw the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. Right. So, um, the best way I can put it to you is like this: you know, the same God that makes every snowflake beautiful and unique and and very uh, individual from each other. No two snowflakes are alike. Is the same God who makes the dog that goes and takes a piss on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he is the creator of both. He's the architect. He, he's the architect and both are uniquely and beautifully made with his design, right? And he also creates the human that gets upset that has to shovel it. <laughs> you know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like, oh, what the heck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so that's basically a good way. So, you know, when the pendulum slung right and sometimes the pendulum has to swing that way so that we can purge ourselves and know like, hey, like, we know what a framework is for ourselves. So like my frame, there's certain, like there's, there's, I can hear a song once and I can say, man, that's a dope song. I love the the way musically it's been put together. It, It doesn't have to be a Christian song. You know, it could be, the lyrics could be very foul or whatever. But my framework is, is that I can't meditate on that for too long you know it's just I, yes. unhealthy for me you yep, know i agree. And so that's where the pendulum starts to get its balance you know so that's the best way i can describe it.
0: yeah and i think the word meditation was good with any type of music um i know mm-hmm. particularly we were talking about christian rap and, and this this conversation offends you non-christians like we always say in the show we'll meet you where you at you meet us where we're at it's all love is conversation you're welcome to come on the show and put your two cents on it at always, crush a lot podcast at gmail.com if you want to jump on the show. But in terms of meditation, that goes to my current state of where hip-hop is. I can't meditate on it, because it's not giving me anything I haven't heard. It's re- It's copy and paste. Yeah. It's uh, regurgitated stuff. And that it hurts me, because I'm someone who loves the, the art form, where it comes from. I'm from New York, so I hold dear to it and it was important in my birthplace and now and it it was important in my youth it got me through my youth and my angst um growing up and and to a certain extent for the next four years in the climate we're gonna live in we're gonna need a a lot of our great poets to be out there in the forefront Mm -hmm. um so where are you in terms of where you feel hip-hop music is in general i people who've been on the show know that i, I love hip-hop but i am also been down on the copy and paste mumble <laughs> jumbo kind of stuff mumble, uh too much copy everybody sounds the same same cadence The same rhythm yeah, and yeah. uh i'm also gonna hold you christian folk rappers to that too uh uh-huh. um I'm sorry, Tripoli. I didn't like that EP too much. But don't hate me. It's um, <laughs> too much trap for me. Um, but I, uh, there's some stuff I didn't like on it. I'm sorry. How to Every, say it.
1: Everybody got their everybody taste.
0: Everybody got their taste. Where are you with hip hop uh, um, in general? Like when people ask, hey, give me this type of track. Because I know you are definitely down with, with trap. But, but I do know from hearing some of your recent work, you don't always go there either. Yeah. I mean, like, see, like, you know, I...
1: I have to ask myself the question why certain things work. I'm um, certain things I, yeah, might not be question. um my preference, you know what I mean? Um but I can enjoy something when I know why it works, right? Yeah. So for example, um no one out there in this podcast can tell me one lyric that James Brown wrote that changed their life. It's not one thing. Besides, get down, get involved, get, get fucked up. You know, let me get it on the one, one, one. You know what I mean? Like you can't, uh, get that, uh, you know, like see, like, um, his, uh, if you think about the civil rights movement, every artist during that time was writing these very weighted, weighted ideas. These weighty. Thought-provoking ideas about race, about um, disenfranchised, uh, different franchise people, uh, about um, you know the poor, the ghetto. You had the Dead Poet Society, um, you know, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And so, a lot of those things are very uh, thought-provoking, deep things to think. And so, um, James Brown filled a void uh during um you know after you you've walked your 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 feet to the bone, you know, standing up for what you stand up, like, the last thing you wanna do is sing another song that's gonna cause you to uh meditate on the condition of things that you know, James Brown was the the civil rights turn up guy, you know? Yeah. And so basically James Brown was like, listen, you, you go to his concert, he's like, we're going we're to leave everything on this dance floor. You know what I'm saying? And majority of his music is just groove um, and in a vibe. And people, it just calls people to dance and participate. Now let's fast forward to now. Like, I feel like trap is filling that void in a way because I feel like the more technologically we get, right, as a, as a, as a world... The more we're able to connect, we've had more ways to connect, but we've never felt so alone. Yeah. So now um the young people, the music that they want to listen to is things that they could participate easily with. You know, so it so it might lack sometimes in substance, but they could participate right away. So for example, you couldn't listen to um a biggie verse and after listening it listening to it let's say five times and say you got it you know all the words right because biggie was he was soloing you know when he rapped he was he was giving you a solo similar to like a horn player you know you had to in order for you to repeat that solo you had to really study it to get it so after like the 10th or 12th time you got the verse you know what i mean yeah. um now today because people want to participate and feel like, they're a part of something because we're very lonely. And this is my diagnosis of the situation, yeah. my opinion. Um, I feel that what, what rappers have done is they seamlessly interwoven a bunch of little choruses into one long verse so that we could all participate. Now, for us intellectuals, um, it it becomes like sticking an Altoid in your eye, in your eyeball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we're, even though you might not be book smart, right. But you might be hip hop smart. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, you desire, you know, a, a weightier meal, you know? And so once you know that, Oh, okay, this is just, this is just straight. Um, This is candy. You know what I'm saying? And it's fun and it has its purpose. Then you can like really let go of your uh, your your inhibitions and really participate. If you listen to some of the words of these songs, right? Some of them are just disgusting, but the one a majority of them want you to participate. So, for example, there's a guy by the name of Little Yachty. who like I'm, I don't really prefer his music, but his his music and his lyrics are very participant friendly. So like like his course is uh, his chorus is like, "Now I do what I want." Now I do what I want. Now what I do what I want. Who doesn't want to sing in our vanity? Now I do what I want. And you can't tell me I can't I can't do this at all. Um and so that's where music is right now. Music is right now is where people want to participate and kind of get away and feel connected because at the end we're very lonely.
0: Yeah, I that's it's interesting to hear it from a perspective of someone who creates music and how the science of how to attract the listener mm-hmm. to your product. is different where I'm coming from. I'm just a listener, and I know what I like, and I don't like that. Right. I'm also a 36-year-old man who, who, right. who needs a weighty meal, who knows that a sugar is not going to do anything to Right, me. because now, you know your
1: days are, are, are getting shorter. Are shorter, yeah. yeah.
0: And I do recognize that this is a subgenre mm-hmm. of hip-hop. It's and there is some stuff out there that again, I don't like. Like yeah. I love the the Bryson Tiller album. I love that album. Yeah, it's all trap. I I, I thought it was done well. There's some stuff that Andy Meniel uses it uh, use parts of it in his last album that was released. Salt and, um, Salt and Pepper. And I'm like, that's how I like it. Yeah. Um. And so. I don't know where it was introduced. Where I first started hearing it, probably some Little Wayne or something along those lines, but. When I first heard, it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling that because I'm so used to boom, bat, boom, bat, boom, yeah. bat." So when this idea of new things coming up, I was so limited in my thinking. Yeah, it's like me. what like it's this like, is, it's, like, it's, like
1: it's like me. Like my wife had to like me experiencing my wife and her traveling so much. Like I was a rice and beans and steak every day type of guy. Rice and beans and chicken. Rice and beans. You, you know, must be Puerto. Rican, you know, I, you know Puerto Ricans. You know <laughs> what I mean? And and so like it's. Um, Certain things are just because they either, A, we don't like them because we just don't prefer them, um, or sometimes we don't like them because we're seeing everything else but the purpose of the music. So, for example, at first, when I I used to see Young Thug, all I saw was just the antics. I saw the clothing, the visual, the visual. I saw all of that. The marketing of the the person. The marketing of the person. Because remember, we're in a very um, marketed uh, time. Like when I used to listen to hip hop, you know, like, um, you know, Biggie was rapping about a lumberjack jacket. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most, you can get that jacket anywhere at that time. You know what I mean? And um, these are the things, like, it was a very, it was the music of the people, you know? and now this is the music of the masses and now this is the most commercialized type of music and stuff like that so all to say all all i would see was the antics and all i would see is like man this guy's wearing a dress now what the heck you know yeah <laughs> so um but now um diving into that culture right because as a as a producer um if i don't if i don't sell music i don't eat so i have to find something to connect to that music and and really enjoy enjoy it authentically because if i don't enjoy and connect to it authentically i'm not gonna make it authentically you know what i mean so yeah the thing that i connected with with certain for some of those rappers were just the ability to just just lose yourself and dance and even just sing a melody even if you can't sing let's just like the funny inhibition, letting go of just trying to sing, you know it's fun. You know once you pull those things out, but like I said, as a thirty-one-year-old man, you know, um, you know I need things. You know, uh, you know I'm I'm at an age where I'm I'm about to have you know some kids soon. You know, and I see things that happen in the news with police brutality. I see all kinds of stuff that happens to people with minorities and stuff like that. And, you know, I sometimes I want to hear somebody talk about that, you know. Um, where, um, when we were growing up listening to hip-hop, we had a nice uh, goulash, a nice um, a jambalaya of different ideas, voices, and styles. Yes. Yeah. So we had... So for me, like the mumble mumble stuff is not anything foreign. I think Daz Effects was a very mumble mumble guy. He would just make up words. Like you just you just thought it was cool. Sing it to the bum yeah, bum because diggity-giggy. the boom. Riggity-recky rack stuck. You know what I mean? like, that's that's mumble jump. Um E forty's been around for a long time. I remember listening to E forty, Underground, his underground stuff, and I literally E40 was a guy that I got into by accident through um, a mixtape and it was on like it had a lot of Wu-Tang stuff on his mixtape.
0: Must have been a Kenny Dope mixtape then.
1: Yeah. And um it probably was. And then um Um when I first saw his name, it wasn't E40, it was empty forty ounce. And I I um I remember the first time listening to his music. I was like, yeah, he sounds like he just drank a whole 40 and just rapped. So he was a part of the alcoholics. Yeah. And so he came up uh, E40. That's literally, that was his purpose. He made a genre of music for people who like to drink and talk. So all that slurred speech, all that made up, like, for shizzle my nizzle, those are things that, that people are trying to say when they're drunk.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's a syrup. Yeah, yeah, and that's a and that's interesting about hip hop. Hip hop is the one thing that I always trying to evolve the linguistic language, the slang language. I mean, mm-hmm. like you, I mean Wu Tang did all the time. Yeah. Rich is notorious for for changing <laughs> everything to some weird. So, to this day, bang. I don't know what some of the stuff meant. Half the time, you don't know what Raekwon's saying. Yeah. Uh, you have to hear it ten years later, be like, okay, now I understand what I was you're like, saying. Oh, and it's even... about drugs. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and no, and I appreciate the sub. I mean, the subgenres is a part of what makes hip hop special, and I do believe that you know having different things is great. I hear so much of it that like I, it's harder to find that other thing that's out. Oh there. yeah, of And the course. marketing of it and is it's also the marketing,
1: it's it. the commercial. Lot li- so like, if like this oh is man, in... that
0: single is hot. It's all making it sound like that, and I'm like, yep. Stop being Like that's what Danny Yankee did Stop that That's why his career Sucks right now Because he keeps copying And pasting what other Hot rappers do Exactly um, Instead of just having Consistency within his style He's So what
1: we're So what we're having What's happening is this We're having a lot of people Um Uh Literally bite off each other Like verbatim Um Versus Um Versus Um what I would say versus like learn from them. Like I, I, a yeah. guy that I really respect that does this well. And I like that he does because he makes it his own. It's like a Drake. So Drake finds out what's, what's popping, you know, and he'll do a song with that person, right? But he won't do exactly what that person is doing. He'll just take a little bit of it you know what I'm saying? And make it his own, where it's identifiable his own. It's not, it's not a future and a designer thing where you can't tell them apart. apart yeah. That's what's happening. So right now, you have those who copy verbatim a sound and a structure, right? And the very few who, cop, who copy and learn and, and evolve with taste. Well, one of the things I will say, is, will say is this. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the record sales numbers, the guys that mumble rap and stuff like that, they sell a lot of singles. Yeah. They don't sell a lot, a lot of, of al- albums.
0: Yeah, so and I'm guy, an album
1: guy. Right. I like to go through a journey. so like this I is almost why never listen to singles. Kendrick will sell more records than Future. This is why um, Drake will sell more
0: records than Future. So, hold up. We're talking about Drake, but you could also say mm-hmm. it does that with his women and JLo. But we'll save that for another podcast. Uh-huh. Um, anybody who hears a podcast regularly knows that how I feel about Drake. But it also goes to the uniqueness of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's like you either like the person and you don't. I mean, talk, talk about either the yeah. image they portray or who they are, it's very unique. Yeah. Um, you can like Metallica or or someone like that, but if you don't like them personally or how, what they portray, yeah. you almost don't listen to them. Even if they do, if you yeah. do, if they make good music, if they sell, you kind of almost don't acknowledge them because you don't yeah. like what they it represent. Happens. It and, happens. and Drake is like that for me, bro. Like, no, I hear you, bro. Like, for me, he's like a walking STI. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's he so depressed. His, yeah, yeah, like his abuse on women is real, and it's you just blinded by it and now. Yeah. Him and J Lo, I'm like J Lo, you need oh, to go to my church. God. And, and I'm like, <laughs> and, and then I look at him like, oh, well, this is this is what super predators look like. Um, <laughs> so you know, and you know, I'm very into. Uh, uh, male liberation and not being that way and not yeah. being a predator. That's kind of how I put it. But hip-hop is unique that way. So, hip-hop is
1: unique like so, that. And, mu- and you know what? Music in general is very unique like that because here's the thing. Um, as much as as we are like unforgiving as people, um, it still doesn't defeat the power of a song being so catchy that you'll find yourself singing it. I'll give you a perfect example. I didn't like
0: that hotline blank. Yeah, hotline blink. I won't admit it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know.
1: So we'll edit that one out. <laughs> we'll edit this out. Uh so that happens, or I'll give you a perfect example. Like, for me, like, you know, the whole R. Kelly sex tape with a minor, that thing was crazy to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, the songs after that uh, that his that was his lowest point. The songs that came after that catapulted his career you yeah know what i mean and it wasn't it wasn't the controversy that catapulted his career like other other artists that you know they make a sex tape and all of a sudden they have a, like they that's a part of career. the promotion you know it was but for him he really took it hard that you know people he let his fans down and stuff like that that it took him to the drawing board to make better music that now I still have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to his situation. But, I, you know, nevertheless, it's the power of music, man. We for, we forgive
0: somebody really quick. I'm glad you brought it up because one of the things, I, I'm going to reverse that mm-hmm. because as someone who grew up in old school hip-hop, who's a struggling Christian, it was hard for me to even get into Christian hip-hop because there also has that stigma attached to Chris, Chris, Christian hip-hop mm-hmm. and it still is. Like, for the, the fact that um, for me, I show Bar- Barack was the MVP this year, and the year before that, uh, I had Andy Minio as my album of the year. Um, speaks to where I am at, but also because I just felt like no one promotes these guys or, or holds the flag for them outside mm. of the Christian population. There are some outlets that you know Andy's getting there, Lecrae's getting there, but I just feel they have to work harder and do more and just to get respected outside of that, you know what? Um, I'm very glad you said that. It it just it just bothers me because I, it bothers me because I see on Facebook and Twitter how Chance and Chance the Rapper and Kanye are getting so much love for using gospel. I'm like, hold up, hold up! No, they took that from these cats who've been championing that for a while now, and you're just giving these guys the credit. I appreciate what they're doing, but they're not <clears throat> the ones who actually. Started this, yeah. I mean, and that offends my sensibilities.
1: No, I mean, I, and it's right to be offended, you know. Because here, the fact of the matter is, is that you know what's so, why I said it was so refreshing that you said that is because, um, you're saying that you know, um, the guys like Andy and Lecrae, they need to knock those doors down and and yes. get the attention of of regular news media outlets, you know, regular outlets. Uh, even more so. What's so crazy is on the other side of that, right? We have the church saying that we've lost them.
0: You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The world
1: won. S- the world won, and that you know they're they're connected to the Illuminati and all kinds of stuff. And um, and what's it, and for me, it's very very a breath of fresh air that you say that because here's the thing, like we can't. We, we have to be very careful that we don't esteem artists that make music and give them the title or the responsibility of the word minister correct so um you know a person of the cloth who's called a minister of music their one sole purpose is to lead people into what um, what we phrase in, in Christendom is the throne room of God, to be, to be directly worshiping God. Um, these artists, um, do they do that sometimes? Yes, but what artists do is they put together a conversation for people to talk about things. Okay, that's what artists' jobs are to do. So, like, if I made a painting, right, it's to provoke a conversation. If I'm a good artist, it's going to provoke a conversation. Just to be the spark. Just to be the spark of a conversation. So, it's impossible for a person from track one all the way to track 12 to have every song to be, we exalt thee, O Lord. You know what I mean? It's not a worship album. Not a, You, you know. Yes,
0: and I have a hard time with worship albums or almost any type of outside of hip hop Christian music. If I try to purge myself, and it's another thing, and I had, yeah. and I went through that. Let's say I went through a divorce, I went through unemployment, I went through a dark time. You see me in dark times. Yeah, I wasn't healthy in my mind and spirit. just struggling, and I try to do this purge, and it was uh, it all, it's all the same. And for me, and it it just became. I became mute to it. yeah um there wasn't anything sparking an idea, right. There was nothing there was nothing there engaging me in creating new thoughts to connect to what I was trying to figure out. It was just praise, praise, praise. but I'm a praise, praise, I question question question. Thank you for the clarification kind of person. Mm-hmm. and I wasn't ha- having that dialogue within right. that type of uh, of music. There's a Patriot. I do listen to it. Who doesn't listen yeah. to Hill's song? I love it. I love it. I Hill love it. I love it. But I, I needed to... You need I something was, more. I was struggling, and I had questions. Mm-hmm. And my questions came through listening to... Show Baraka. Show Baraka. But I didn't get into those things until... I was very resistant um, mm-hmm. until there was one night when you invited me right before you left New mm-hmm. York and going to Miami. You know, the weather's great down there, so I don't blame <laughs> you for that. Um, and you invited me over to your, your house, um, a house that I've been to many times before. Um, and Andy Minio was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's one of your, your good buddies. Um, and I was like, never heard anything. I knew I, I was aware of it. Mm-hmm. But I was so and like yeah, this Christian rap—they're not gonna hold my—they're not gonna yeah. hold my mind. And I sat there and I walked away going home. I go, that was a cool dude. Like, yeah, legitly one of the sweetest people I've met, uh, along with his wife and the, the whole crew that was there. It was just a that energy that was there is like so sweet and so nice. That I had to pull out my phone. I go. I'm gonna have to give them some money. So you know, morning, I bought the, I bought the, I did, the album didn't drop at that point. Um, Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable didn't come out yeah, at that Neverland. point. Neverland was out. So I bought Neverland. But then when Uncomfortable, I was on it. I yeah. was waiting. I got it from day one, and that's what was my intro to Christian music. And I'm glad I got in. I'm glad I listened to that album first, and absorbed it first. But the production on that, Ill Mind and, and Alex, they, it's, just, it's just, I was like, I, I was, I was from beginning to end, just the production of it, yes. from just, and you know, God, let me take yeah. your, tech, your take on this as a producer, that album from beginning to end was layered with so many wonderful sounds and instruments and Andy was doing different things l- mm-hmm. lyrically and I felt like he, it was I, I album... walked away knowing more It was with this guy.
1: You know, it's so funny. I'm glad. I'm almost uh, glad that you heard that album first because that was the album where he decided to make music for himself out of what he liked versus music out of um, what his core fans would like. You know, see, like with any with any business, right? Um, you can't come out of left field with. A random product you know because if you're gonna spend loads of money on educating people about the product how to use the product versus so on and so forth so with no, Andy, no steep learning curve no steep learning curve so with Andy what Andy did was really smart his first album was a southern album with an East Coast rapper rap rapping on southern music but he what he would do is he would break up those southern beats with a break beat, so it would be real bouncy, bouncy like South. Is this you know,
0: before the name change.
1: This is no. This was, uh, he was the heroes light. for. This is for heroes for sale. <laughs> this is before. This is before. Heroes this is for, right after. That's C- the one
0: light. where that's a, the album with uh, "Wild Things Are." Wild things. I quote are... that album all the time. I have a fun story about that. The other day, <laughs> I had an old someone who I look up to. <clears> and I'm just like, oh, Danny, hi, I'm good. How are you? Great. What are you doing? Living in Sunset. And I looked at her I go. Because Jesus never left the poor. Never left the Ooh. ghetto. He stayed there. And this is mm-hmm. where the work is. I can't leave. Can't and I got leave. that straight from Andy. Because sometimes that's what I mean. Like, you spark yourself. Mm. Andy said that. I go, yeah, you're right. you yeah.
1: absolutely right. If we all leave, you know, nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. And so, like, you know, Heroes for Sale was an album where he did what was familiar to the label that he was signed to. So that he can... Embrace the fans that came with that southern label, and that wasn't humble beats. No, that was reach. That's Craze. That's a Craze label. So like that, those are that's a southern yeah. label. So so what? show very, Baraka was on that too before he yeah. we went to humble. And that's why when you listen to Show Baraka's first music with them, it was more of a southern a flair to it, you know. And it's just smart. It's just smart. Like you know if it's just like uh you know i i, I harking it, harking it to um uh you know uh tupac you know the first time we heard him was with digital underground yeah. so that's why when we hear his first album digital underground is on it you know what i mean shock g you know yeah. and so because it's familiar and so from there he was able to do whatever he his style whatever he wanted to do and that's what never uh um he did a little bit with Neverland, and then he did a lot more with Uncomfortable, and um, and now like that
0: probably came also with getting comfortable with saying no,
1: with comfortable with saying no, or just say comfortable saying like why can't I just do what I want to do like, uh, music that I like, and so now, I believe it or not, I believe I believe the music that he's gonna come out with now, is, going to be a good healthy mix, of. Of the two, right? So, because there was a lot of people who didn't like Uncomfortable because I they, love that album. yeah, they're, ridi- lo- they're ridiculous, yeah, I know. So, there <laughs> was absolutely,
0: ridi- I'm, I'm, so um, there was a lot of anybody people- that I introduced to that album walked away saying, Floyd, yeah, yeah, like uh, my wife, um, she, Noelia, I, I put it on and she's like, Yo, what is this? It's an and she knows every single song back and forth because that's what we play in the house, yeah, like I don't play a lot of curses, I got kids, but also, like, yo. It's great from Music. beginning to end it's like you're just <clears throat> just, yeah. you just so can just what you want
1: me to say so uncomfortable is a is a uh, is a, a piece of artwork that has great musicianship so yes. if you appreciate great musicianship you're going to love uncomfortable now if you are a a workout person who loves to work out and if you're a person that loves to work out go to the gym all the time you're a gym rat and you're also between the ages of 18, I would say 13 and 26, you might not like the album as much because there's not enough turn up. You know what I'm saying? So so when you go to the gym, you're not going to listen to, you know, uh, nobody told me we could die like this. You know, nobody, you're not going to work out to that. That's something that you're going to go to, like, you're going to like sit and listen to and that's going to do something to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can't the only record on there that you could work out to there's only two of them, which you know that's right. Yeah, you know, you know. and um and uh, Desperados, you know. With uh Molly with uh, Mali music. Those are the only two songs that you can really, really
0: bounce. W- and, bounce and bounce um, to.
1: That that everything else was pa, 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 I ooh, was so, so you know, very then,
0: yeah. I looked <coughs> that and I love that. Uh, now course, I know, you know. I and it was great. If you ask me which is my favorite song, it changes. Yeah, because it changes all E-Song, the time. E-Song. And he had to me the video of the year. Oh, was, with the, um, the sign language. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was it was sensational. I could have so, lived without the the special effects floating yeah. thing. But that was uh, not for you. That was for them. That was for them. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. But that video was also. Yeah. This year is for me the best video, and I'm not a homer about that. It, yeah. I. I had awesome. my critiques of Andy on the show before, yeah. um, but I do think that album for me was great. And I, I, lyrically, I think that he's gonna push it. I just see him keep getting better and better. And I think he's gonna have to because Christian rap um, is getting big, and Lecrae's about to drop, and Chopperacca. And remember, is coming guys in. like
1: Lecrae and Shobaraka, they're not gonna be here forever. You no, know. they're all the cats. They're older cats. And, I, and, and the, we, 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 you know, you know, we, we need to encourage. You know, the younger guys. I tell you this. The guys that I really I really like right now that are really good to look for.
0: I that... people grab your pen and paper, pull out your phone, open up your notes. Because when I heard Andy, I had to venture into what else is out there in this genre. Yeah, And also, I think I've reached out to you and a few people like, give me a list. Just throw names at me.
1: So, I'll give you a list of people on the come up that people that you are not gonna really know. Be often, aware of. Or be aware of. And um if you like the saucy trap stuff and you like the you wanna you wanna get turned a little bit and you wanna like vibe out and you wanna have that Bryson Tiller feel slash kind of like Bryson Tiller and Andy were the were one type of person. Um I think like a Ty Brazzle is a good guy to listen to um he he can rap and he has that trap vibe singing really good that that guy's awesome if you
0: like r and b um, I like christian gray, oh Christian
1: Gray, yeah, but see like Christian Gray is like a whole other caliber of artist I don't even call him like a rapper i yeah know, he's, he's a more r he's b
0: crooner type of dude, yeah, but I really like this you know he almost
1: got- won a Grammy for yeah. for uh you know roses school of roses, yeah, and um, I love that album, you know, ridiculous um. So um, you know Christian Gray, uh Ty Brazel. I I would also look look into um. A guy, uh, NF is great. NF is good. Yeah. NF is the guy that he uh you could work out to his music. He's yeah. he's very he's very a lot of motion. He and, was on the Marty
0: EP that came out. He had the best verse on that EP. Yeah, that, my, that hard, hard dark trap. I do like. Surprisingly, yeah. I don't like trap too much. Yeah, but when Marty does trap, I just it's fun. It's it's different, <laughs> it's and, and uh, Lecrae had a dope, uh, dirty water off the mid I love. I'm like, yes, this is. I if you give me more of that, I can, I could go with you.
1: I also like uh West Coast rappers. Uh, one of my favorite West Coast rappers is John Gibbs and yeah. Belief and the Dream Junkies. And here's why I like them, um, because. Um, I appreciate a guy like John Gibbs because his music sounds like uh, hearkens to and is relatable to the person who just gets saved and is trying to iron these concepts out. Like, I have Jesus in my heart, but like, I, I, I want to sleep around. Like, I have a desire to sleep around, but I know what's wrong or like, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke anymore, but I have an issue with... like That vulnerability. That vulnerability where, like, to most people who listen to his music will say, this guy's not a Christian at all. But for me, this guy is definitely a Christian. He's just... He has... You know, which some people say, like, this is not... Like, obviously, I wouldn't give his, mu- his music to your 12-year-old youth group kid. You know what I'm saying? No. But you know his music really plays well to that 23 year old kid or that kid that's in high school that doesn't know god and is and is is kind of like peeking in to say man should i give god a chance and stuff like that because every his whole journey in his life from going from being zero knowing nothing about god being in the street and stuff like that it's all on wax which is appreciated that's why like i like putting artists um according to the where they're at in the context so that you can understand like wh- how you should listen to this artist you know what i'm saying yeah so john gives the guy you listen to like that if you like really cool choruses and um and you want to hear like v- advice from your dad but yeah he's mad cool i would listen to belief and ruslan they're amazing you know, um Dream Junkies.
0: Awesome. And belief is not spelled the way it sounds. Yeah,
1: it's spelled B E L E A F. Yeah. Like B he and his idea was to take out the lie in yep. belief.
0: So, um In case you're looking for him, but we are gonna put a Spotify playlist on our account. Uh, people who subscribe, you'll see that we'll put that up when we yeah. post up this podcast Or you can have a list of things that we've been talking about for you could put it into context. Yeah, let me
1: give you a couple more. Uh, yeah, words play. Uh, really good. Martinelli
0: is a song to play. On New, uh, Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. It's, it I never gets it.
1: old. Uh, Martinelli. Um you got words play. I will also say um Jackie Hill's great. John uh Jeremiah Givens is great. Um another dude that is good. Some flor- there's a lot of good Florida guys that are good. Um like you have uh Tyler Cole. You have um you know, if you like the real mumble rap, Surf Gang is good for you. Uh, if you like, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Oh, um, Charlie Goose. He's really cool. I like. He's a West Coast rapper that sounds like an East Coast rapper. It's pretty amazing. Works for me. Yeah, it's, works for me. So he uses a lot of West Coast lingo. Yeah, but he sounds East Coast. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that those are. A couple I'm pieces. sure that
0: my my sensibilities are still on more of the more popular Christian things. As I'm gonna go deeper and look for more people. I like Alex Faith. He's Alex Faith is great. Bloodlines um, is a great uh, album. Dre Murray.
1: is great his album thirty two was amazing. Yeah,
0: um, I love social. Social social club their album drops in about two weeks. I'm so happy. I was waiting for them. I love the Fern EP. I love the Marty EP that came out. Yeah, I'm definitely like uh, I find Marty to be great. He's funny, great voice. I think Um, I think
1: they're one of the best. And of course, you had a track,
0: one of my favorite tracks of the year, Marriage Marriage Goals. Yeah, and I texted you and I said that beat is 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 fire. I love that beat so much. <laughs> I, it, it's and my wife loves that beat so much, um, as well. Um, Propaganda. Propaganda is when I once great. I finished
1: with Crimson Cord.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and I have the one he did with Odd uh, Thomas. I have all mm-hmm. his albums, actually, the Excellence and all that. But when I finished listening to Andy and I started discovering Propaganda, Tunnel Rat Crew, it was just like, where was he? Like. The last ten years, I'm like, he fits perfectly with the catalog yeah. of what I listen to, and him and Show did like this like nice talk tour. I don't know how mm-hmm. to play, and they came to New York, and I was there in the front like this. Yeah, like the only like, <laughs> the I, I, I wasn't on, onto Show Baraka there. I, he dropped a single that I liked um with um Portier, his main producer, mm-hmm. um that I liked a lot. But I was there for propaganda, just like. Mm-hmm. Um, It was like the first time i like, yo, I really walked away learning more. And that's why I bought the show yeah. Baraka. What
1: I would say this, pay attention to social club and the people that they use on a feature. So like a lot of times, it, any person that they use on a feature usually is about to pop off. So if you like no one, they're like they're always ahead, or, ahead on the features. So like tree giants as a as a dope um, that was the ep right too. and then you have um guys like nf when you saw him show up on Mar- yeah, Marty. marty's album you yeah. had words play show up on you, uh, you had john give show up i'm yeah. like all, all these heavy hitters um and you know and they use both save people and unsaved people to do the music because, yep. and uh, what what better way to tell somebody about the gospel than saying, hey, why, why don't you help me write this
0: chorus about the gospel? You know? So so, so much dope. to consume. And if you're a hip hop lover, if you like trap, mumble, old school, if you like woo, common, yin yang twins, <laughs> um, <laughs> most deaf, manny fresh, whatever, whatever you like, there's always something there for you to listen to. So I'm I'm recommending as you know, cheese is always recommending for you to, to try different things. But give Christian rap uh, uh, give it a shot give it a shot give it if a you're shot. looking for dance music they got dance music if you want to if you want to think they have that too but and, i and like no, it, and you no know and no one's eyes clean no, a lot and, of it and, is and,
1: and, and we're not looking for we don't want you to substitute anything no you know what i'm saying like i um, don't. i want people i want artists to be original so like you know this is the reason why people thought christian hip-hop was whack was because it was a substitution it was, uh, it no, was, yeah. It I, was
0: like you know, um, don't purge one side of hip hop and just go to this yeah, genre. It, it,
1: they were substitute like if you like if you like Jay Z, you might like this rapper. You know, it's like a substitution. Like he, this is the Christian version of Jay Z. This is the Christian version. That's of a now, mistake, and that's a mistake. And so, what's awesome about about CHH music right now? It's just it's just being becoming just good music, and yeah. um, and original music. What I will say is this, um, is um, give it a shot, you know, um, you'll be surprised what you like, you know, uh, right now there's a good Spotify list that you can go through, Rapzilla has a good one, um, you did some stuff with Rapzilla, uh, I saw it
0: online, I'm like,
1: I know him, <laughs> yeah, I did a few things, I, have, I did a drum kit for them, for people who are, on their way to producing music and I kind of gave them a little bit of like ingredients to my sauce, you know, because I think that it's good to share, um, knowledge, you know what I mean? Like it's not even mine. It's, it's, it's everyone's, you know? So,
0: well, Ray rock. I want to thank you for making time to find you on the question Out podcast. I know you got things to do. I got babies to take care of. Um, thanks to all the listeners. We're continuing to listen, all the people who are subscribing, leaving uh, comments and sharing on your social media. We appreciate it. Uh, We have like 20,000 listeners strong at this point, which is like crazy that we started like five months ago and we're at that number. But we appreciate the love. Um, Continue to do that. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all that good stuff, Spotify. If you want to be on the show, um, you're welcome to come on the show crushalotpodcasts at gmail.com. That's where you can find us. Um, As we've been saying the last couple of times, the world is changing. Good for better, depending where you are. We'll meet you where you're at but nothing takes away for being courteous to the people next to you say hello wave give up your seat take care of one another while we're here on this journey we're here together um so let's prosper and use the land there so until the next episode uh peace out thank you Ray Rock where where where, where can we find you uh, uh, i am i'm am ray rock at g at uh at uh, ig and uh, twitter same thing and, and if you're looking for production you want to get your stuff coming off get them up there let me make that music Awesome man, crush a lot. Podcast this is great, rock, and I'm
1: signing okay. out. It's been a blessing. Peace.